to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis 24. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Phil, read Genesis 24, 12 through 14. I.L. Genesis 24, verse 12. Nathan, Psalm 88, 13. Edgar, Psalm 37, 23. David Cutter, Proverbs 4, 18. And then uh, Will, 24, 12, the second time. Uh, a lot of... A lot of books are written about success, how to be a success, lots of, you know, all, all different levels of life. The story we're going to read is Eleazar, he was a servant, so, and he's a very good picture of a disciple. So we're going to see how did he find success in what God called him to do. So this lesson is how to be a success, Genesis 24, we're just going to read verse 12 through 14. Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink, and she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you've appointed to your servant Isaac, and by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Okay, how to be a success. Let's talk about daily success. There is a, a tendency in life to get caught up in the big picture. I've had people that they are tormented with, what, what is God's ultimate will for my life? Where will God's will take me? What nation, what city? How will I know? That's often a huge thing. How am I gonna know? And uh, many times this is overwhelming is what am I supposed to be doing five years from now? What am I, how am I ever going to get to the place where God wants you to be if I don't even know what it is? And, and they're really uh, hung up on the big picture. This story tells a very simple and powerful principle in finding God's will for your life. It's found in verse 12, 24, 12. <clears throat> then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Okay, notice he's not asking for the ultimate plan. He's not asking, how is this girl going to fit into the entire purpose of worldwide redemption? That's not what he's asking. He's not asking what, what is my part 20 years from now. He says, give me success this day. So, very simple truth, and that is destiny is daily. I'm going to do the will of God ultimately, but destiny is give me success today. That's how you find success. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Of course, we're hoping that you choose to serve God five years from now. But, but really, you want to succeed in serving God, choose it today. Give us this day our daily bread. What am I going to know in the word of God 10 years from now. Who cares? Give us this day. 
our daily bread because destiny is daily. This story tells us that relationship with God should be daily. Manna, a 40-year visible picture of what relationship with God is supposed to be like. It is supposed to be daily. And the manna showed up every morning. Prayer should be daily. Psalm 88, 13. But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Okay, in the morning. That's, that's, that's why we have prayer in the morning. If you want to find out what God has for your life five years down from the road, uh, down the road, don't worry about it. This day, just have relationship with God. Daily relationship is where that will begin. Then obedience should be daily. The question is not what should you do 5, 10, 20 years from now. The question is what should you be doing today to carry out God's will? Eleazar was given instructions that he could carry out that day. Number one, don't take a wife from Canaan. That was his first instruction. Uh, number two, get the right girl. That always helps if you're going to get married. Get the right girl. If she rides a broom, that's a bad sign. Uh, thirdly, don't take Isaac back to Nahor. Those were his instructions. So he said, today, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to find the right girl in the right place. Uh, and I, that's what I can do today. So this is, this is true. You woke up this morning. Today, you can pray. Today, you can read your Bible. Today, you can witness. Today, you could study. At church, you want to be a man of God, don't worry about what you're going to do 10 years from now. What should every disciple be focused on? Visitors and new converts. That's what you should focus on today. Will it be Uzbekistan or will it be Mongolia? Who cares? How about today just worry about visitors, new converts? That's, what you, that's daily success because destiny is daily. Great men have great habits. Okay, I'd, I'd like my life to, to make great impact. But great men have great habits. And you don't get to decide your future. You don't get to decide this is where I'll be 10 years from now. But every man, you know, there are things you can't choose. There, you know, in a lot of different ways, uh, you may not be able to choose... Uh, uh, financial status or what's going to happen in the economy, certain things about health. There's all kinds of things you can't choose. You can choose your habits and you can choose them every single day because destiny is daily. Let's talk secondly, moving from the known to the unknown. Here's the second part of success. There is so much about the future that we don't know. Um, part of Memorial Stones, I'm just looking through old photos. Came across an old photo of Lisa and I last night, and I was looking at that thinking, I had no idea what the future was going to hold. We were, we were engaged to be married, weren't married yet. We had no idea what the future would, would hold. So the question is, how do you get to a future that you can't see? How do you get there? I had no idea that I'd be in Launceston, Tasmania, Melbourne, Australia, 
Johannesburg, South Africa, here on staff, Evangela. I had no idea of any of that. So how, how do you get there if you can't see it, if you don't know what it is? That's, that's often the question people ask about death. They're hung up, it's like, I would do it if God would just tell me. And they're hung up on the fact that God isn't saying. So the Bible gives the second principle. The first one has to do with success is daily. The, the second one here, you move from the known to the unknown. Psalm 37, 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Okay, steps. Life is all about steps. And so uh, Eleazar did what he knew. Personally, I, this story fascinates me because I know people, they want their, they really would like to match make. They would really like, you should marry him. You should marry her. You should, I would hate that job. I, I feel sorry for Eleazar. You got to travel all this way. You got to pick a wife and come back because you know, if it goes bad, who's he going to blame for the rest of his life? Isaac's going to blame <laughs> the, literally the woman you gave me, right? So he, he did what he knew. What do I, I don't know who it is. I do know I'm not supposed to find her in Canaan. I'm supposed to get the right girl. There were certain parameters there from the right place. So I'll do that. When he did what he knew, that is what unlocked the unknown future. You move from the known to the unknown. You'll never get to the unknown if you're not doing what you know. That's why the mistake of waiting, I will, I will do it when God shows. No, do what you know, then he'll show you what you don't know. In our story here, it also says, known obedience is logical. I've, I've met a lot of kooky Christians through the years, and they're like, the Lord spoke to me. I, I met a guy in Holland, he was telling me about his, uh, uh, he watched some uh, video on, of an old dead guy that, uh, cast out demons and so he says my daughter I sent her to do her homework and she wasn't so I cast a demon out of her I'm like why are you telling me this I'm like how, how useful I'm, I'm just going to cast a demon of no homework I don't know what the demon is. that is that's kooky and illogical known obedience is logical Find a good wife. He's, he's looking for a wife who's nice, not mean. Write that one down. If you're not married, that's powerful. Right? If I can meet a nice girl in the right place, I'm not looking for her at the palace bar. Right? I'm not looking for her at the nightclub. I'm looking in the right place. I'm looking for the right girl. There's something. It's logical. This is true for you. You want to you find God's will for your life? There's some logic involved in this. You need to pray. You'll never have destiny if you don't pray. You need to study. The very first thing I did when I felt called to preach, I immediately started reading my Bible. And as soon as I could, I started studying the Bible because if I'm going to be a preacher, it would probably help if I know the Bible, right? That's logical. Uh, witness, you want to, you want to be a, I want to preach someday, but you never go on outreach. That's just not gonna work. How, how do you think, if you have an empty building in a city where you don't know anybody, how, how the heck do you think those people get in there? 
<laughs> they do this wake up, I must go to the potter's house. <laughs> you gotta go find them, you gotta witness. You better learn that now. You gotta work with people. That's my wife and I, when we, we got serious, we're gonna do the will of God. We started working with new converts. How can I be involved in their life? Because you learn powerful lessons. And so Eliezer used logic. If you came to town in those days, where would you be likely to find young unmarried girls at a well? Because it was the young single girls, it was their job to draw water. That's logical. I see disciples, they're illogical. They use no law. I want to preach, but you don't pray. I want to preach, you don't witness. You're not working with any converts. That doesn't make sense. Known obedience is a test. So I, I want to know what's going to happen in five years. God puts some things that are logical in front of you, and they're a test. Daily manna was a test of trust and obedience. God could tell every day, do you trust me? Because he said, don't gather any for tomorrow. So it was a test. God won't show you what you don't know if you don't do what you do know. Proverbs 4.18. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Okay, this is how you move from the known to the unknown. I got up stinking early this morning. I went out and took a picture of the, the first glow of, of sunrise. When I came out, it, it, it wasn't bright. It gets brighter and brighter. That's how destiny unfolds. If you're doing what you know, God will make sure to show you what you don't know. I've never had to sweat it. I've never had to sweat. Where will I be five years from now? I know what I'm supposed to do today, and then God makes his will plain. Final thought. Confidence in God. This is how you be a success. Or you can, can be a success. What's clear in this story is Eleazar expected God to help. Verse 12, the second time. That's when he prayed, Lord God, my master Abraham, help me to succeed today. Please show your gracious love to my master Abraham. Okay, this, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine this guy having to go pick a wife. And, and think about this. Hi, uh, would you like to move away from your family? You're probably never gonna see them again. Uh, for this guy uh, that you've never, there was no photos in those days. It wasn't like you said, this dude, look at him with his shirt off, he's buff. <coughs> Think about that. You're gonna leave your family. What, what girl's gonna be willing to do that? Is he a serial killer? <laughs> so he is saying, oh Lord God, of my master Abraham. He, God is going to help me. If you're doing God's will, you can expect him to help me. So he prays God, look, he uses some, some logic. Uh, I, I want a nice girl, I don't want a witch. So how would I tell a total stranger at a well if she's nice? I'll ask her for water for my camels. One camel would drink 30 gallons, remember, this is a rope in a bucket, pulling it up by hand, pouring it out. One bucket is probably a gallon, right? You're gonna do that 30 times for one camel. For her to do that, she must be very nice. 
right? So that's what he prays. God, I'm expecting you to help me. Lo and behold, the very first girl, hey, can I have a drink? Sure. Can you water my camels? Yes, exactly. So God, help. I see God do that again and again for people that expect it. Trust God. You got to learn to trust God. You need to be developing that kind of confidence now. As I've been, we've been speaking the last few days in, in, uh, at breakfast is you can't have confidence in what you don't find in God's word. It's not hope. It's not, I really hope it works out. You got to know who God is. I have confidence whatever I face. I know who God is based on his word. So therefore, I expect him. I've gone to new cities. I've gone to new nations. I expect God to lead me to the people I need to know to provide what I don't have right now. So because I'm doing his will and that's exactly what, what God does. You need to be developing that right now. You don't want this to be a theory. If you had confidence in God, you could expect that in your daily travels, maybe even this afternoon, God could guide you to somebody whose heart is already opened. That, that's faith. You want to develop that in advance. All of these things I'm talking, you don't want to get out and go like, oh, now I need to obey. Now I need to pray. That's the mistake of guys who aren't doing it now. You want to go out with, a, with a, a confidence because I saw God do this already. And he helps me. And the Bible says, this is, this is true. Some of you are facing problems in your job, your finances, whatever. Can't you do what Eliezer did? Oh, Lord God of my master, Pastor Greg. <laughs> Couldn't you develop your own faith and say, God, there's someone who can help me. There's someone who knows the answer. You, you, you have to develop that in life, a confidence in who God is. And then you live life with a full expectation. If I am doing God's will, I can expect my heavenly father loves me very much. He's smarter than I am. Therefore, he's going to guide me and provide what I need. Okay, let's open for some questions then. First of all, something you want to ask. much about the future can be a real habit in itself that's difficult to break. Yep. How do you train yourself to be focused on the moment? You just got to do it, Eli. <laughs> there's, no, there's no special key. If, if your current approach isn't working, stop it. That's what you got to do. It's not working. So You can think on whatever you want to think on in life. So you got to develop mental discipline. There are things I refuse to give my brain to. I'm not going to do it. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about the future that I can't change anyway. So I'd rather focus on God. Yep. So with expecting God to do things for you when you do His will, is it still important to pray for specific things, like continue to contend? Sure. And not just be like, I'm just going to do God's will and I'm just going to Yeah, of course. And so we see all of it here, right? He's praying to God. He's expecting God. He's using logic all at the same time. It's never one. Being a man of God involves a lot of things. Being a, being a, a successful Christian 
There are a lot of anger. You're doing it all at the same time. That's what you want to try to do. Work on that. Some, for some of us, there are things that are easier than others, but you've got to work on what you're weak in. I am going to trust God, or I'm going to discipline myself, or whatever it might be. Yep. Good. David? Um, I've experienced godly provision like what Eliezer experienced there. Maybe not quite that extreme, but similar things in my life many times. But I always feel that it's like, wow, that could be the last time God helps me. You know, it's like this uh, almost like I, I have faith in the moment, but then long term it ends up, I'm like, ah, oh, man, well, that was great. God really helped me there, but right. will he continue to? Sure. Is that a reflection on Faith, what, what do you think I need to uh, differently? Well, I'd say, I'd say two things. First and foremost, David, is that, is that faith must be based on God's word. Everything I tell you, I can tell you why in God's word I believe it. Everything I pray for, it's based on God's word. So therefore, I don't have to wonder because God's word says certain things. That's number one. The second is rehearsing the, the the bible is filled with rehearsing what did god do for us oh yeah he brought us through the red sea right over and over, over and over again he provided in the, in the wilderness yep he defeated our enemies those are things that you rehearse and so um that may be for some um that that is consistently we we doubt god we're we're um, we're we're looking for you know the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. There are people they think sorrow's coming. So you you learn in God's word. I I train my brain in the word of God. I train my faith in the word of God. But then the other thing is, this is why I tell you stories about the past. I'm not telling you a story like I ever tell. I don't want to be an old man who hasn't had anything good in 50 years. I, I would tell you when I was a kid how good I was on the baseball team. No, I'm telling you stories. They actually encourage me. I remember how good God is. And then, and then so you, if, you, if it's a, a pattern, you gotta break it through God's word, rehearsing in that way. And then everybody, myself included, then there are situations where uh, then I am getting stressed, you know, and that's why you want, uh, a good wife, you know, Lisa. Sometimes ago, did God help us here? Did God help us there? Did God help us there? It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. We're gonna believe the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, where did Eleazar get this idea to ask uh, God about this from? Would this have been something that was put in there by Abraham? Yeah. Clearly, I mean, we can only we only know that by inference, you know. So the 318 trained servants, you know, in his own house. So clearly, they would have been influenced. Everybody who came in contact with Abraham was influenced for God, one way or another, right? So we would assume that's where he got it because he wouldn't know about it uh, apart from Abraham. And was that the first mention of someone that was seeking God's guidance for something? Uh, don't know. 
Did I? <laughs> That's a Bible trivia question. I don't know. <laughs> this is it's not a contest, is it? Right? <laughs> I would lose right now. I've been up since three fifteen. My brain is tired. Not enough coffee. Somebody else. Um, when approaching larger goals in life, do you um, also break those down into smaller things that you're going to do yep. for specific days? Uh, well, I don't know about specific dates, but there, there is. You're talking about Matt. Let's say financial goals. You have to have specific things you you do, but destiny isn't something you can break into. This is what I'll do in the next five years. It, destiny doesn't work that way. So destiny is daily. So if you're, you want to have, have this, you've got to be studying God's word. If you want to be a preacher, that's, that, those are basic. Finances, there are some other things that are more, they're more, it's math, right? They're, it's logic in that way. So some of those you can. But a lot of destiny decisions, it would, it would have been impossible for me to say, I will prepare for, you know, things I had no idea were, were coming. So my confidence, if I'm in daily relationship with God, God makes sure that I am prepared for an unknown future. It's in his best interest, right? That's often what I, what I pray uh, is I'm often praying to God like this. God, you told me to do this. It's your, it's your plan. It wasn't, I didn't dream it up, so therefore I can expect you to help me to carry out your plan in that way. Somebody else. So is it, it sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong on this, it, it's very freeing to live this way? Because I, I live- In some ways, yeah. I'm very much like five-year plan, 10-year plan, 25, 35. Dead. Yeah, you know? yeah, but God has designed, uh, God has designed relationship with him that you can't plan out. I mean, think about Abraham, how outrageous is, this is. Go to a land, that I will show you. Imagine him selling that to his wife. Honey, God said we're supposed to go. Go where? He said he'll tell us later. <laughs> I imagine me talking Lisa into that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's start packing. But it's, it's daily, daily manna. Everything is, is meant to be trust. He doesn't want us to trust in us. So, so yes, it is, it is freeing. In some ways it's freeing, but then for control freaks, it's, it's, uh, it's tormenting because they gotta learn to let go. What you're really saying, if you wanna break it down, you're actually saying is, I'm gonna trust in me. Or as God puts you in situations, you gotta, you gotta trust in him. And there's no, once you break that, it's freeing. But you might have a little OCD withdrawals in the meantime, yeah? Yeah, it could be. So, you know, there's, there's something, uh, there's something about, you know, you rehearse past good things, you speak out things that don't exist yet in God's word. God, you said, right? Abraham, uh, 100 years old, God said he'd have a child. Uh, and the Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So God is able. There's, there's something about that. I don't, it's, a, it's a waste of time, it's a torment, and it blocks God 
if, if you're one, I'm, I'm not a big what if guy. It, it's just, that's, that's no, fun, no fun way to live. There are people always, they, they know and like what could, be, what could go wrong. And uh, what if, and uh, I can't live that way. It, it's because I can't control it anyway. Right? That's why I rest when I fly. There are people that flying is tormenting, right? Are you aware there's 1,750,096 parts on that that could break? <laughs> I just don't think about it. I'm not, I'm not giving my brain. I'm, I'm trusting God. So I speak. You get around me. Uh, generally, hopefully, I'm not going to depress you. I'm going to encourage you. You get around me. I leave depression to other people who are much better at it than I am. <laughs> Some people, it's a talent. <laughs> it's not a talent I care for. Just, just a comment. It, it, this is so anti-society, you know, that it's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good thing to trust God. Good. I want to go here. First of all, I'm going to give you the lesson, and then we're going to move into the church building before we leave. So take one of these and then head to the church.